We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Podcast Ramina Colbire is trying to figure out love, relationships, and other things. My guest today is a hilarious comedian, actress, and singer who's appeared on Inside Amy Schumer, Lady Dynamite, Girls, and Sex in the City in a very funny part where when I saw you in the movie, I was like, oh, what a dream. Her semi-autobiographical, oh my God, am I saying that word right? Autobiographical series, Somebody Somewhere has returned for a season two on HBO Max. Boop, boop, boop. It's Bridget Everett, who's also appeared on Nailed It. Yeah. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's one of my uh, shining credits. I get, I, I get a lot of people like wanting to know what was it like? I nailed it. What's Nicole like? I'm like, she's an angel. What else do you want to know? <laughs> Just a little angel. Oh, my God. Bridget, I was introduced to you. I Like, somebody had posted a clip of you at Joe's Pub, which is one of my favorite places in New York. And you were singing, and you, like, took your titties, and you smashed them in someone's face. And I was like, boy, oh, boy, this lady's for me. <laughs> We find each other eventually, right? <laughs> <laughs> How did that come about? How did you, what, at what point were you like, I'm going to smash my titties into people's faces? It's so funny and so great. You know, it's so funny. Like, I remember taking the song idea to my band and um, I was uh, playing Catch Club with my, which is like this thing I did with my friends Murray Hill and Neil Medlin, um, aka mm-hmm. Champagne Jerry. We go out to McCarran Park in Brooklyn and and do drills and play catch. And uh, as I was shagging fly balls, I was started thinking about different kinds of tits. And because <laughs> we always used to call my mom, you know, my mom had these like beaver tail tits, or so my brother called them beaver tails. Anyway, so I, I said to my friend Adam, who happened to be Ad Rock of the BC Boys, I was like, I have this this sort of song idea about different kinds of tits, and but it's kind of silly. He's like, no, he's like silly. If silly worked for the BC Boys, it's going to work for you. So um, anyway. You know, then he sort of suggested this bounce thing, like bounce, bounce, bounce. I was like, well, that makes me want to bounce him around somebody's face and give him like my kind of hug. (laughs) (laughs) My kind of hug. My kind of hug. Truly love that so much. (laughs) Um, Bridget, I have a question. Yeah. Okay. Are you single, dating, or who's to say? You don't know. Oh my God, Nicole, I'm I'm so single. <laughs> I, I and I was like, like, oh, Nicole wants to, you know, can you do this pod- podcast with Nicole, like about dating? I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of uh, search words, you know, like my my favorites for for. For Pornhub and Red Tube. <laughs> Ooh, wait, what are your favorites for Pornhub? <laughs> oh my God, it's so early in the conversation. <laughs> well, first of all, 
I'm not I'm not a lesbian, right? But I, I like everything to be natural. So sometimes I have to put in natural tits because okay. if I'm watching somebody else with like with fake tits, it takes me out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I like a silver daddy. Um, I like a little older. <laughs> I don't know if I would like it for myself, but there's stuff. In, I, I don't know. I like. There's this guy, Randy West. <laughs> are, you okay. are you familiar with this work? I don't know Randy West. I'm going to look him up. My favorite is Owen Gray. Oh, I'd, Owen Gray or Greg? Gray. G-R-E-Y? Oh, my God. I'll look him up. I also like, I like there's so many. I've, I'm a fan of so many people's work. There are people doing incredible things. But most of my guys are, I think, of uh, have taken. I think most of my guys are retired. There's this guy, George Uhl, um, who does some of those massage room videos. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. You know. I feel like we have similar tastes because I like when people take care of one another. <laughs> I really love couples who, like, when they're done, cuddle for a little bit. There's one couple where... She like put her legs up at the end and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're trying for a baby. And she was like, I think I'm going to get pregnant this time. And I was like, I'm watching people try to have a baby. <laughs> and then that took me out. I was like, oh, boy, that's a little too intimate for me. Oh, I love I that you like them. I love that you can find the uh, emotional, um, <laughs> emotional parts of porn. Because for me, as soon as I, you know. As soon as the uh, the Roman candle goes off, I'm lights out. I'm just like, shut the lid of the computer, <laughs> Goodbye. roll over, take my 22-minute nap, and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I really stick around for the whole thing. After they're done, if there's like if there's talking, I'm like, well, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I got to look for some, <laughs> what's, what's going some on? <laughs> porn with some post-coital love. I, I feel like it's hard to even find, like, kissing. I was watching a porn the other day, like, where they were – kissing and it's like such a rarity you know because i don't want to watch like amateurs doing it like once a real couple i want to see strangers coming together because that to me feels uh, something like i can relate to a little bit more (laughs) i also i like couples but i also do like strangers and i think you're right there isn't enough like kissing in the beginning to like get you into it it's just like a little kiss some tongue, and then they're fucking. And it's like, but like, what about just like laying down, kissing for a little bit? Did you guys want to do that a little bit? I, w- I would love that too, because I, I feel like it's this roadmap. You know, you got your, they start, she goes down, he goes down, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, mm-hmm. blah, 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 nut, you know, or whatever you call her. And then I, mm. <laughs> I would just like, I'd like to see a little more spontaneity. I like, I really like to know that people are enjoying themselves. Or Same. not, but you know, but they have uh-huh. a point of view, you know, <laughs> it's they're not like they're not enjoying themselves, but you know, like, <laughs> I like, like, I, not that they're not enjoying themselves. I want them to be enjoying them, but you know, like sort of that sort of like, like, I don't need somebody smiling. I, I like a little lost in ecstasy, <laughs> ecstasy sort of pain look on the face because it's, so, yes, it's yes, that yes. good. I like it when it's that good. <laughs> I like it too. There is one porn that I cannot find again. And it's this like. They're supposed to be a couple, but there's no, like, you don't really think they're a couple. You're like, yeah. I'm watching a porn. You're not actually together. Um, and they're, like, visiting her family. And she's like, listen, we can't be loud. And it's, like, pretty well acted. And he was like, but I want you. Like, I feel like I want you. And she's like, then we have to be quiet. And then anytime she, like, moaned a little too loud, he was like, shh. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I felt like a fly on the wall. And I was like, I wonder if they're going to get caught. <laughs> I'm, I'm into that now that because when I was in college I had this boyfriend and we were I went to visit his family in Pennsylvania and he came in and I was staying in the room with the baby right like there's in like there's like a bed uh-huh. and like there's a baby anyway he came in and we didn't have a lot of um sex but we did have sex that day and there was a baby monitor and I guess we never thought about that right <laughs> so you go out and you're just like talking to the parents and then you hear like the baby started starting to make a little I was uh-huh. like oh my god like the baby wasn't in there when we had sex that just happened to be a baby monitor in the room anyway mm-hmm. I'm not doing a very good job of telling this story but there was a baby monitor <laughs> and I know his parents heard us having sex <laughs> and that was the way we found out by the I'm like oh my god anyway that's a very funny way to take yourself out of something it's like what there's a baby where's the baby (laughs) but you know i think what you're doing that i'm not doing and i should do is like a lot of times i scrub through the uh the storyline you know i I, they i don't want to they knock on the door they come in because it's usually i just 
assume it's going to be bad acting. But uh, if yeah. I could find the ones like you're talking about, that really, if you, if you get somebody that like really delivers some, you know, like delivers a human connection, that's going to bring the meaning, you know, it's always going to add to the meaning and maybe I'll make a more intense orgasm. <laughs> okay. There is a point, Jake Adams. So Jake Adams fingers really, really well. And that was the video that I watched where they're like, shh. Um, but also here's a sad part about Jake Adams. He's dead. No! He died. <laughs> It's not funny, but he died. He died in a motorcycle no! crash. And yeah, he died in 2001 or no, 20, 2021. And, but like, okay, here's the thing. I'm like, well, he wants us, he, he everyone wants their art to live on. So <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a good thing by continuing to watch, but it does feel weird at first. And you're like, this man's dead. Oh, but you know you're honoring his work. You're honoring his I'm work. I'm honoring his work. You know, like we're. St I still watch Barbara Walter interviews. That's right. Specifically, this one interview she did with um, Donald Sterling's mistress Ooh. because it's very funny. At one point, she was like, "I'm his silly rabbit," and Barbara yeah. goes, "Is that what he calls you?" And she goes, "No." <laughs> yes. Was that like? Was that in like one of those? You know, people were making those super cuts of Barbara or Barbara Walters interviews. Was that in the? Yes. Like some of her, like yes. you know, there she is with like Gandhi and I don't know Julia uh -huh. Roberts and who else and presidents and then blah blah blah. Then she's like, "I'm not his little bunny. I don't know." Whatever it is. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm his silly rabbit. Is that what he calls you? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Wait, Bridget, are you looking? Are you on apps? I don't. I haven't done any of that. I'm too. Uh, I'm too scared. I don't know what I'm scared of, but um, I don't know. Do you do that? So I was on the apps. I recently hopped off the apps because I've been dating pretty uninterrupted since. 21 oh 20, wow okay. just like looking like just try to get a boyfriend or just a partner um and it hasn't worked out in my favor so i was like i need a break but i did reopen tinder two days ago match with someone and they were like why did you match with me and then i like really went through their profile and i was like because i didn't realize how far away you are why did you match with me because he's 800 miles away oh my god and he's like, i'm <laughs> just like oh my god and he goes oh i match with you because you're hot and i was like cool but you're so far away we're never gonna see each other i mean you, so you wouldn't, you wouldn't I just, hop on a plane for that i don't you know, if you'd asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like, absolutely, I'll travel for dick. But now I've had so much dick that, like, I can find local dick that's just as good, if not better. Well, let me, so let me, uh, maybe, you know, I don't know how often you, you do this with anybody else on the podcast, but, <laughs> like, I I don't know. I, I feel like I'm nervous to do, I, you know, I tried to do Raya in the early stages, but they mm -hmm. just didn't ever get back to me. <laughs> so I was like, it took okay. two and a half years for me to get on Raya. Okay, well, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, I have to, I'm, I'm getting the courage up to join an app. And for some reason, you know, my friend had met somebody on Raya. I think Amy Schumer did. And she's like, all right, get mm -hmm. on Raya. And so I was like, okay. And I like, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to just, I'm going to take a chance on love. I'm going to take a chance on myself. I like, <laughs> you know, sign up. And then they never fucking wrote me back. And I was like, well, that is just, if it, you know, if they're not going to fucking, you know, <laughs> if, if they're, they're basically saying, no, no, it's not going to work for you. I don't know. So I just, and then I don't know, the Tinder and the Bumble, I get them all confused. And and then I'm worried, like, this is going to sound weird, but like, is somebody just going to want to like, you know, is it going to be like, I'm, they're curious, like, maybe, I don't know, they know who I am or something. And Oh, yeah, you'll definitely come across people who know who you are and are not here for the right reasons. But you just kind of have to, like, weed them out or whatever. I don't know. I think if you join Raya now, you would hear back from them and they would let you on. It's not as, for whatever reason, in the beginning, it was like, only Australian DJs, models, and moderately famous people. 
I'm none of those things. But I think I think now they have it together where they're like, oh, you're a working actor. Like, <laughs> you are successful. I think they'll let you on. And is there is it still like Tinder is kind of just for, for getting dick and then or once once I cooking up and one is this and one's that or is that Tinder is very hookup-y, but I did meet someone like a year and a half ago who I dated for a little bit. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe Tinder's back and people want to be in relationships. But now I think it's back to being like just hookups. Uh, Hinge is definitely relationships. Um, Field is terrible. Field. <laughs> the way you said it, I was like, yes, I'm signing up for Field. And you're like, it's terrible. I'm like, I'm listening. Okay, what else? Tell me more about well, Field. Field is a, it's a kink app where people are looking for just sex or like just threesomes or like just for you to suck on their toes, which is nice and good. But everyone I matched with knew who I was and it felt very weird. Well, I mean, I don't mind like something about a kink, but I'm also just like, I want that to be a I want that to stay private or until I want to talk about yes. it on stage. <laughs> That's Yes, it's my choice. I have autonomy and like, I want to talk about sucking on toes. I love toe jam. I say that like, I don't need someone to tell the world for me. And that yeah. was the issue I had with it because I had a friend who was like, oh, I heard you're on field. I had two friends who were like, heard you're on field. Oh, and I was like, what do you mean? Someone who saw me was friends with them and let them know that I was on. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. This isn't fun. Yeah, I think it's it's less about like somebody. It, it, it feels like the it's not like, oh, they're curious because maybe they see me on the TV or something. It's like they're sort of like, oh, I saw someone. You know, nobody's reporting on so-and-so down the street that they're on whatever app. Like, I just don't, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't want people talking about it. I want to. I don't know why. I don't. Who cares? Nobody cares what I'm doing. But there's something about it. It's like, I'm pretty open and talk about a lot of shit, but it's my choice. And I always want it to be my choice. I don't want people to make assumptions or talk about me for me. Yeah, exactly. I just can't go on it. Well, maybe, maybe um, you said Tinder and then um, Bumble. Wait, no, what's not Bumble? What's the one that Hinge? Hinge. Hinge. All right. then there's also Bumble where you have to... (laughs) approach the men but i feel like as a fat lady a fat black lady that seems aggressive to men so like bumble just hasn't i've never gone on a date from bumble okay i I don't think that's for me either i I want it to be a mutual choice i want people i want i'm in i'm in we're both in like just sort of we're choosing each other maybe i don't have to go ask it for it I also don't want to go asking for it. So wait, have you been in like a long, you said you had one boyfriend in college. Have you had a long-term relationship or do you have like tons of little short relationships? You know, I've, I've been, it's sort of been a, a little uh, dry for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had a dog and then I got another one. <laughs> <laughs> I did meet this guy at the this bar, the corner pocket, definitely <laughs> New Orleans. Um, it, well, it's a gay bar, but you know how all the go-go boys are. I was like, I'm straight. I'm just here. <laughs> and um, and I had you one had that was for pay. Don't worry about yeah. me. And I had one that was there to prove a point. And I'm like, I'm listening. So <laughs> he took me. <laughs> so he took me over um, back by the pool table next to the bathroom. <laughs> like I was like, this is getting out of hand. You know, my friends could see they're sitting at the bar. There's like a straight uh-huh. eye line, and I'm and we were you know, close to, to getting it done. But I was like, okay, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Just practically in tears because it felt so good to be touched. <laughs> that is like another thing. Like, like, I will give it oh. up. I will give it up. Like, I'm not a prude. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to, to do what it takes to make both parties happy, satisfied, and proud of the work they've done. I will do what it takes. And as I've said before, that. I'm not flexible, but I'm a real good sport. So... Maybe some- That's my favorite thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm not flexible, but I am a good sport. <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to sort of you know take some chances, and I, I I'm curious. Maybe I'll just you know throw up a little profile. This might be the inspiration I need to kind of get back in the ring. We'll see. <laughs> I'm excited for you. Has anyone ever tried to like hook you up with anybody? Barely. Like, what does that say? (laughs) (laughs) Well, all of my friends are always like, 
oh, everyone I know is a dirtbag. And I'm like, okay, then why are you friends with dirtbags? But I mean, I'm not going to beg you to hook me up with someone who's terrible. I mean, I don't know what it is. I guess I'm older now, so a lot of my friends are older and everybody's kind of, you know, been through the ringer. I don't I don't know, but I, I'm like, well, now I'm on TV. Doesn't What's that going to do for me? Maybe I had a... Yeah, I don't leave the apartment enough, Nicole. I gotta, I gotta get out there. I should maybe next time I'm, I'm in LA, I'll call you and I'll be your wing woman, and we can just see what's out there. <laughs> I would have such a blast with that. I'm a pretty decent wing woman, only because I, I just ask blunt questions. Actually, maybe I'm bad at it because I'll just be like, "Who do you want? Who are you flirting with? <laughs> which, one, which one of us do you want?" And usually they're like, "Your friend." And I'm like, "Okay, good. I can do this. Now that I know this, I can help out." Um, but yeah, I'll take you out. I don't go out enough either. I don't because you're in LA, right? Yes, and I have like a couple of spots that I frequent, but a lot of them aren't just like bar bars. And every time I go to a bar bar, I'm like. Boy, everyone here is so young. Yeah. I feel so old sometimes. I do like to find the places like where sort of the the rundown uh, uh, <laughs> people like to go. I was just in my hometown visiting my mom and my brother and I went to this place called the Cock and Bowl, which is kind of the the bar on the outskirts that, you know, um, where the uh, the people that have lived in my hometown have been there for they haven't really left or whatever. And I met some real interesting characters. I met this one guy and, you know, tattoos, which I like, you know, I don't give a fuck. I'll take, I'll take whatever. As long as, mm-hmm. you know, he just, <laughs> he had a point of view. And we were talking and he's <laughs> drinking the whiskey and the the beer. And I got a little closer. I'm like, it's Keystone Light. All right. Well, that's okay. I'll, I'll let it, I'll let it go. <laughs> and then he's, you know, smoking cigarettes and I'm like, all right, I don't really like a smoker. And then, he started talking and, you know, we sort of had different views on pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's like, he's from Idaho. He, had, he left up a shirt. He had a little snail trail thing. Is that what they call him? You know, the little, the, the hair that goes from there to there, whatever. I don't know. I think so. Um, I was like, okay, I could, I could maybe diddle that. You know, I could. And then he just starts talking and the drunker he gets, I'm like, oh, he has. He has anger issues and, and <laughs> oh no, and that was offensive and oh, that was offensive and oh, we don't, we don't align on, on gun control. Oh, this is getting bad. Oh, just, I could just see every drink I was taking was just trying to say, just, just let it go, Bridget. Just, just uh-huh. go, go get fingered in the bathroom, something. <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. He was just not, it wasn't right, but it was good to sort of have that initial, initial jolt of like. I like that. I like the charge you get. I'm like, oh, well, I still can get horny. You know, that's good to know. (laughs) (laughs) It is confounding sometimes. And you're like, is it me? Can I be horny? You're like, no, no, I can be. And I tried really hard to be horny for this person. And they were just bad. Wait, Bridget, real quick. We have to take a break. Okay. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. 
Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Boop-bop, boop-bop, we're back. Okay, so what are you looking for in a partner? Like, say you could open your door and there was someone right there that you were like, mm, yes, you're perfect. Uh, six two, six three, because I'm, you know, almost six feet tall. Um, Post-athletic build, you know, doesn't worry about hitting the gym, but still has a little uh, <laughs> leftover infrastructure. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Post-athletic <laughs> Um, oh god, you know, that's great. Kind of quiet. Doesn't have to be all that smart. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like simple things, and most of all, I don't want anybody that's gonna disrupt my life too much. <laughs> you know, I, I oh god, I'm I'm really you know really doing a great job here. I I don't know. I like I like to do certain things. You know, when I was home this weekend, my brother was like he was dragging his heels and we're going to breakfast i'm like i don't want to i don't if we don't get there soon you know we're gonna have to wait 45 minutes for a table so if we get there now mm-hmm. <laughs> and i you know i just have like a lot of things in my head because i've lived alone for so long but i for the right mm. for the right simple sweet lightly funny <laughs> just just sensitive enough you know kind of guy with a nice open mind i'll change my schedule around i'll flip it around <laughs> <laughs> and I don't need it to be I don't need a foot long but I I need I'm a big woman and I've never had a man tell me that I got a TLP title pussy so I need like a <laughs> TLP I don't need a fucking can of corn but I need something that I can grab a hold of you know mm-hmm. a <laughs> I agree a big honking dick is something that I want I, yeah. you know, I'm a proud size queen. I love a huge penis. <laughs> um, I also don't have a tight little pussy. Although I did hook up with one guy where I was like, can you put another finger in? He was like, no. And I was like, but I think you can if you just try. And he was like, no, it's too tight. And I was like, I don't think so. I think if you just tried and put it in there, it would be fine. <laughs> and then it just like took me out of it. And I was like, this man won't even, he just won't try. <laughs> Oh my God! I can take his fingers, his friend's fingers, and and everybody else down at the bar all at once. Everybody's fingers. Get on in here. High five yes. each other. Yeah. Oh, pointing left and right. Check out. <laughs> I'm just wondering what you're looking for because if we are, if we go out, you know, sort of, you know, look at a, are we going to be looking for the same thing or? Well. I'm into this post-athletic body because I don't want anyone who's like muscly because muscles aren't comfortable to lay on. Yeah. Um, I like them tall, but I'm open to a short person. That's fine. Um, I like hair. I like a full head of hair. Um, I like good teeth, yeah. uh, kind eyes, and then they have to be nice and kind of funny. Yeah. I like know. funny in a way where like, they say things that are funny and they're not like trying to yeah, be funny. Yeah, it's just sort of unexpected, sort of, you know, not yes. like trying to like bump set spike a joke, you know, it's just sort of like, it just sort of comes out and you're like, oh, he just said that. Oh, he just, yeah. uh, you know, I want to like, oh, be surprised so by funny. like, oh, 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 you are funny. Oh my God, I always forget how funny you are. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I love kind eyes. Whatever I think man kind wants to is, hear. <laughs> kind eyes is great. And I'm also open to a shorty if he's got a big fucking kickstand. <laughs> big honking dick that's what we want i mean i got big tits does that count for anything <laughs> yes 
I wish I had bigger titties, but the older I get, the more I'm like, I have the titties that were meant for me. And I really wanted uh, breast implants, but I just saw a story of a lady who had mold huh. in her implants. Huh. They took them out and they were just filled oh my God. with a, mold. You gotta throw up. throw <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that fucking nasty? And they were making her sick. And she kept saying, she was like, I think it's the implants. And they were like, no, it's not the implants. Then they she had them removed. Sure, sure enough. Oh, my fucking God. Nasty I hope, ass implants. I hope she is swimming in all that money she made from that settlement. <laughs> that is so I disgusting. I hope so, too, because... Ugh, how does that even fucking happen? Like, they didn't even leak or anything. They just molded in her. Which is like... I just, I just can't. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I was like, I'm happy with these tiny little titties. I got a fat ass. That's the thing I'm working with. I'll just, you know, walk, you know, butt first into rooms and people go, ooh, okay. Well, you know, like there's something for everyone. And I, I, I wish my, my tits, like when I was in high school, you know, they were a lot higher and whatever. And now mm-hmm. they're starting to sort of slowly just melt down the front of my body. But <laughs> Wait, but, were you like a... My sister, she like developed pretty early and then got her period pretty early. Were you, did you have like titties in like middle school? Yeah, I had titties in middle school. I got my period in middle school, but like my friend April Ford, she got hers in like the fourth grade and she had a full C cup in the fourth grade. And I was like, that's, that's a rough road because, you know, you don't want to be sexualized at that age, but you know, you know, just seventh grade is hard enough, but yeah. I. uh, Oh my God, fourth grade. That's. That's yeah, but she, and she was sweet as could be, but I was just like, oh, my God, what it must it be like to, you know, and then my friend, I think Gabby Edvy got him in the fourth or fifth grade. And, I, you know, I was, you always kind of want what you don't have, at least at that age for, mm-hmm. for me. And I was like, oh, and then mine came in and they were like, fine. And then they started getting a little bit bigger. And and then but then they started dropping. And I was like, no, 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 <laughs> no, you're supposed to be up here. Where are you going? Why are you leaving? But I still Why like them. They're still my favorite thing to look at when I look in the mirror. <laughs> my butt is my favorite thing. And it's hard because you gotta just like really twist to see it. Oh my God. Like I said, I'm not flexible. So I don't know what, what, what good that would do for me. <laughs> uh, but you're a good sport. Yeah. I wished and wished and wished for titties. And one of my favorite books growing up was, are you, uh, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And they used to do this like titty exercise. We must, yeah, we, we must, must, we must, must increase our Remember. <laughs> I would do that every single night oh. and be like, dear God, please, can I have titties? And he said, absolutely not. <laughs> no, not you, my child. You can't. And now I'm like, all right, it's fine. Well, hopefully you don't have lower back issues. I mean, that's like the sort of the yin and yang of it. Did a wait. Now, is Judy Bloom not to go off topic, but is she kind of having a moment right now for something? Maybe not. Well, yes. So Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, was turned into a movie. And then her book Forever, which I loved, was banned in schools because it talks about sex. Jesus, what is happening? Everything's upside down. Oh, my God. It's very weird because I was like, I think I turned out pretty okay reading the books that now are banned. Exactly. I think I'm okay. Like, I grew up around gay people and I saw drag queens pretty early. Like, I think I'm fine. I'm telling you, like. These are all the things that like inform my life. Drag queens, gay men, and, and good books, yes. you know, and like now they want to yes. get they get rid of everything. I'm like, what's gonna be left? It's just it's beyond nothing. It'll be like a weird puritanical country. But then also I'm like, I don't know, religion's pretty bad. The Dalai Lama tried to suck a have a child suck his, his tongue. Did I, you see that? I saw that. I, I'm I'm I don't know what to I read it and then I saw the video and I was I like, Oh, that's worse than I thought. Someone interpreted that like it was just so fucking weird. Yeah, I, I wish that never happened. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. And I'm like, I've never seen a drag queen do that. Also, drag like it's such like a weird thing. So like I started going to clubs when I was like 19. Um, and then that was the first time I saw a drag queen. I was like, huh. Big ladies. And I know they're not ladies, but I was like, I'm a big lady. They're a big lady. And they look so pretty. And then I was like, oh, I can be pretty. I don't know. It was like a thing that <laughs> really helped me in my early 20s. I agree. Feel like I could be beautiful. Yeah, I think that um, when I moved to New York, I was kind of, I just moved here because I thought I wanted to be a music theater and or musical theater and whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then I started going downtown and I started seeing like these, you know, 
drag performers and 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 you know I, I saw um this drag queen named Sweetie who's like she uh, she's since passed away but I she's love a big Sweetie. oh my god Sweetie's like you know probably with heels on six four or something big old Huge. wigs with a yes. mama tattoo and used mm-hmm. to just you know lip sync like I shall be released or whatever the fuck she did I would always cry because there was so much mm-hmm. power in conviction in what she was doing like she transformed the room and mm-hmm. that's and I and I remember like talking to her one night after a show at the Parkside Lounge where she was performing and and just and like the way she kind of took me under her wing and like had like she was excited about what I was doing she's like oh you're a singer I want to hear you sing and then you know and then from that like helped you know get, gave me opportunities to perform but like not just that but it's like what you're saying like I felt like she was like big and powerful mm-hmm. and took up the space in the room and kind of and didn't apologize for didn't it apologize she just for it. took over the room yeah. it was so powerful yeah she hosted this show that i worked called i think it was like the ultimate drag competition or something uh, and she hosted it and she was so fucking funny all the time and then when i worked at lane bryant she would come in for shapewear <laughs> and I would like rush to help her because I just because I knew who she was and I loved her. Yeah. And she would come in in a, a bald with a big fur coat. And then she'd be like, honey, do you have any new shapewear? And he'd be like, yes, okay, hold on. Yeah, like drag has truly shaped the way I perform and yeah. the way I like hold space. But oh God, I didn't, I haven't like, I haven't met very many people who knew, who knew Sweetie. And she was, Truly an icon, Truly just a New York icon. fucking icon. To me, she's like the gold standard of what it is to do that kind of, you know, because there's a lot of like, I love like all the death drops and the this, that, mm-hmm. and you know, and all that business too. But like, I, I always felt like there was just such heart and humanity in her, even though uh-huh. she, I think she called herself a big titty honky tonk woman or some shit like that. You know, yes. I can't remember. <laughs> yes. Um, but she, you know, just, and the way she would kind of just like rev up her titties as she was singing mm-hmm. and kind of, but it was always very like <laughs> still, but powerful. I don't know. I, you know, that's, she's one of definitely the first people that shaped my life, changed my life and gave me life. So I'm glad you know her because, oh, I'm so happy to be talking about her. I just, I, you know, it was the anniversary of her, of her death the other day. And I'm just like, oh, I, I just, everyone. So, and I named my dog after her. Well, I named my dog after Sweetie, and then Lonnie Anderson, and Poppy Louise, my dog that passed away. She's sweet Lonnie Lou. And, but Aww. at first I tried calling her Sweetie, but she wouldn't respond. And I start, tried calling her Lonnie for Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> but when I started calling her Lulu, she's like, yes, Ravi? Yes, Ravi? Yes, Ravi? <laughs> That's so funny that dogs will be like, no, you certainly can't call me that. Because <laughs> no. my dog's name is Clyde. And when I got him, I tried to change it. And I called him several things. And then he was like, I'm Clyde. You cannot call me anything else. I will not respond to you. And sure enough, here we are seven years later and his name is still Clyde. Now, what kind of dog is it again? He is part Chihuahua, Pomeranian, and then I think Terrier is what the test said. Yeah. Well, I have a little palm. That's why I thought you had like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen videos or something of Clyde, but... um... Anyway, well, one day we'll we'll get them together and see what happens. My dog's a, she's a fucking maniac. My first palm was an absolute. <laughs> my my dog Poppy like was like, oh, I can I can love again. Like Poppy taught me how to love. I'm like, I can love. I can oh. go out the world. I can meet somebody now. I'm ready. Um, but then she died, and I was like, no, I can't because it's too fucking painful. And then <laughs> and then I got a new dog, and I'm like, all right, I need somebody to help take care of her. So I think I'm ready. Who's who wants it? <laughs> Yeah, who wants him? Who's going to take care of this dog with me? Yeah. Poppy was so sweet. Poppy went everywhere with you, right? Yeah, I'm sure she was with me when I shot Nailed It. I brought her everywhere. She was. Yeah. And she was so calm and nice. And I was like, I wish Clyde would be like that. Clyde, oh my God. he bites people. <laughs> She's This new one's got a little bit of that in her, too. I'm so happy, <laughs> by the way, for all your success, Nicole. I think you're... You know, you're just such a delight to watch. So it's really cool to see you, uh, to see you soar. <laughs> I feel the same way for you. I'm so excited about your show. I watched the first episode and I thought it was so good. And I was like, ooh, this is a new show I got to watch. Well, there's more. <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole second season. When did the second season come out? It just came out, right? Yeah, because this will be, air- this comes out in May sometime, right? Yeah, so we would have been, uh, mm-hmm. it, it starts April 23rd and then wraps up okay. on Memorial Day so but you know it's always there on the internet ready to stream 
So and always ready to stream. Head on over to HBO Max. <laughs> you can stream somebody somewhere. My lovely uh, co-star Jeff Hiller was on. Jeff Hiller. Oh, I was so excited when I saw that Jeff was on the show because he's such a delight and yeah. he works a lot. But I was like, I wish he worked more. And then I was like, oh, yes, he's on this show. This is fabulous. What a beautiful pairing. Oh, yeah. He's he's really so special. I mean, I feel like that's kind of the thing with the show like that. And, and Murray Hill, who's been around for a number of years, like oh, we're all, years we've all and years and years. Yeah. We've all been kind of like trying to drag ourselves through it and so it's kind of you know when we're when we're shooting and we shoot the chicago land area it's like oh we're all just we're all a couple of people in our 40s well 50 now but you know just kind of <laughs> having doing this thing together and it feels really special in that way so anyway blah 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 i don't know i think it's special i love it and it's based on your life right well i mean loosely, it's, loosely? It, it's based on like the themes you know like the kind mm-hmm. of uh you know, love of music and singing and being, I'm from Manhattan, Kansas and, and all that. And, and, and struggles with like kind of self-worth and, and grief and all that business. So, you know, cause like the stage, my stage persona is like full blown tits, pussy, mm-hmm. you know, all that business. <laughs> but this is like a more, this is the, the tender underbelly, I guess. <laughs> the humanized version of tits oh, and yes, pussy. That people had to know. <laughs> <laughs> what got you into singing? I just always loved doing it. You know, like I grew up in, in Kansas, like I said, and my, my mom was a music teacher and my parents kind of had a really rocky, you know, relationship and divorce and all that. But like the thing that kind of always was something that we all related on was music and when we was singing around the piano it was just like the happiest times mm-hmm. and I, I don't know I guess I'm still trying to chase those happy moments but I <laughs> I love it there's something about singing that feels like I click in you know what I mean I feel mm-hmm. I feel alive um and it just is like it's I always feel like I can connect with people that way like sometimes with talking and I'm I'm doing great right now because you're such a great person to talk with. But you know, but a lot of times I'm just like, get me out of here. You know, <laughs> I'm not a. It's not the easiest for me. So I, I don't. But singing is like, I feel like if you if you're telling somebody or ask or telling somebody what kind of tits they have, it's going to bring you together, right? If you're asking somebody what I got to do to get that dick <laughs> in my mouth, it's going to bring you together. If you sing the pussy grabs back, it's going to bring you together. You know, if you go sing. Uh, fucking put your dick away. That's gonna bring people together. <laughs> it's an equalizer. It's a great equalizer. I agree. I mean, if someone told me to put my dick away, and if I had a dick, I'd be like, oh, okay, all right, we've connected. I'll put it away. Don't worry. I'm gonna pull mine out of my drawer after this podcast. Not not connected to like whatever, but you know, it's like my nap time, and that's how I fall asleep. So <laughs> that's how I fall asleep too. Sometimes. Many times I've woken up in the morning with my vibrators still on me and I go, wow, I guess I had a good session because I went right to sleep. (laughs) This is a very interesting thing I've learned about you. So you went to college in Arizona and you worked at the country's first PF Chang. That's right. (laughs) DDSC, dreams do not have deadlines, people. (laughs) I loved it, man. That was a good gig. That was really fun. And one of the, because one of, you know, we... It was in, you know, Scottsdale Fashion Square was kind of a real Mm -hmm. hot spot. And um, Charles Barkley was one of the regulars. And he was so, I love love him. He is, he was so charming and so funny and brought in all these, you know, athlete superstars, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, you know, I don't know who else. Ric Flair, I got to meet Ric Flair through. I fucking love Ric Flair. Um, And I don't know. It was such, it was just a really, it was a really good time because that was, you know, not like I'm some kind of uh, star fucker, but it was fun to see famous people <laughs> at the time. Everyone thinks it's fun to see famous people, <laughs> especially big, tall, famous people. Like, yeah. Basketball players are huge. They like stick out. That's so, wait, did Charles, oh, I guess he played for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he played for the Phoenix did Suns. Make that and, but he was like, he, you know, I feel like Charles Barkley, like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but he did seem to be friends with all the cool, you know, like he was friends with everybody. So he brought everybody in like late night and he would sit up at this table upstairs where I'd I'd be, you know, had him in my section often and, and, you know, just get the chicken, you know, you get the pork, pork pot stickers, but he had them deep fried. I remember that. And, 
you know, <laughs> he was he was funny and like engaged and he wanted to know about you and some of the we got a lot of baseball players for spring training in there too and I liked them. They were and they had fucking legs which is like tree trunks. Oh my Ooh, god. There's way. you know I, I I wasn't interested in them then because they were in top physical form and I don't want to have to compete. But right now I'd like to see a couple of those baseball players, you know, see what how they've softened up a little bit and sort of just relax into life, you know? They're post athletic bodies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where you can just lay on it and you can sort of feel that there has been there's been yes. a history of, of remnants of muscle. Remnants of muscle, but like it's it's, it's sort of it's soft, but it's got a you know, it's like sort of like a like a, a memory foam, you know, like you can feel yeah. <laughs> the support underneath, but you got that nice layer to sort of just uh -huh. into. <laughs> I love that. Hold on real quick. We have to take another right. break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. And we're back. So what led you to leave Arizona? Did you go to New York from Arizona? Yeah, well, I was doing summers in this uh, at this resort in Maine called Quisasana, where it's like sort of a dirty dancing kind of thing. You'd wait tables Ooh. during the day and then sing at night. And at oh, that point fun. in my life, I was singing like music theater and opera because I got my degree in vocal performance, if you can believe it, um, which is opera singing. Um, <laughs> wait, you sing opera? I used to. I can't do that shit anymore. There's something, it takes a little <laughs> practice and dedication. Um, and my voice is like always like super heavy so it's sort of like ooh, 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 trying mm -hmm. to get the engine you know up and running but um <laughs> but um yeah so then i a lot of those a lot of those people there were you know they were from conservatories and stuff and they were all going to new york to chase their dreams so i was like well i'll go to new york i mean i always want to be there that's where debbie harry lived and i fucking love debbie harry and let me see and then i got to new york and i was like oh this is this is going to take some work. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's how I felt. I arrived in New York and I was like, all right, who wants to make me a star? <laughs> and then New York goes, nobody. Not one person here wants to make you a star. You have to perform or you have to figure it out yourself. And where were you coming from? I came from New Jersey. It was a real quick ride. <laughs> okay. Real quick. A solid 40 minutes. And I said right here, I'm in New York City. Um, yeah. But I, I thought I was going to be on Broadway. I thought musical theater was the way that I was going to be a star. But I can't sing. And that's a huge part of musical theater. I was just going to ask you, like, what you used to sing. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no singing. Very, very bad. I went to one audition where I sang Rock and Robin, and it was pretty bad <laughs> oh wait and then i had another audition where i sang i auditioned for juilliard because i was like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing maybe i need like more training so i auditioned for juilliard and i did a monologue from fat pig which is one of my favorite plays and then 12th night crushed him did so good and nice. then they're like and your song and i sang there's worse things i could do from greece <laughs> and i watched four people sitting at a table 
go from really excited about me to like, we can't let her in. We have to gatekeep. Oh, no. She can't come here. She's very bad at the singing part. But what about just the drama part? Why not? Why could you go there for drama? <laughs> because you have to be able to sing to go to Juilliard. You have to like be ready for like if the part calls for singing Ugh. you can't say i can't do it you have to be trained in everything oh <laughs> i give but up oh my god okay. i'm doing okay oh you're doing uh. yeah you showed them <laughs> arizona state will let yeah. anybody in so that's how i ended up there <laughs> um what's your favorite musical theater song to sing oh my god there are worse things I could do. <laughs> I it's know. a good song. That's a great song. <sighs> Love the meaning behind it. I still, you know, that, that shit would make me cry. I don't mm -hmm. know. Music, my, you know, when we were home with my mom last weekend, my brother was playing um, some songs from Oliver. You remember the musical Oliver? Um, of course I remember Oliver. Love? Does it come from skies above? You know, that song. I remember that. And uh -huh. then there was like, as long as he needs me. Um as long as he needs me, I know where I must be. I love that. I don't know. I like all those fucking. You know, if I'm gonna do a music theater, I want to feel the sap. You know, I want to. I want to. I want to get the tears. I want to. You know, I love all that stuff. <laughs> feel the feelings. Feel the feelings. That's what I love. I love performances that make me laugh and then make me cry and then make me laugh again. Yeah. Also, your voice is so pretty. I'm very jealous. Oh. I just wish I could just sing. I bet you can. No, I've taken singing <laughs> lessons and... It's a no. We got to the point where my singing teacher was like, well, what is good? And I was like, we all know what's good. And what this isn't is helpful. Good. Oh, God. That is... She was very sweet, but I was like... I just want to be able to sing. And right now we're just like, I think she was trying to get me to like not feel embarrassed about having a bad voice. So like once I got over that, we could then work with my voice. Yeah. But that's a long road that I was like, I don't know if I have enough gas to ride down that road. Well, my friend Murray, uh, Murray Hills, I was talking about before, like he's, he's not really much of a singer, but he goes for it. <laughs> it's like, he kind of makes that his thing, that. which I also enjoy. But my friend Zach and I do this thing where, um, he has a weirdest thing like where, you know, the middle, the note middle C, like he, mm -hmm. anything that's above, he can match the note. I'll be like, ah, oh, and he'll go, ah, oh. but I think below middle C, I'll go, ah, oh, and he'll go, oh. he can't match the note. <laughs> like some people just can only hear certain things, I guess, in their head. It's such a whatever, but also some people are born to touch their toes and I'm not one of those people. So <laughs> you can't touch your toes. Um, Oh, I just, I, maybe, I, maybe I'm different than I thought. I've been working out twice a week, Nicole. The, the sky's the limit. Well, there you go. Twice a week. That's more than I'm doing right now. I said no times a week. I don't care right now. <laughs> I'm just doing it because, like, I, I have a show coming up, and I was like, I got to fucking, I got to, you know, it's, I'd rather work out a bunch so I can get through an hour and a half of a show without dropping mm -hmm. dead. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I should just. No, I think, I think you're right. Because when I, when I start touring again, when I land, I go to the gym first and then take a nap. And then I'm like, I think I'm ready to perform, but I do work out before uh, performing because, no. well, yeah. Cause I'm like, if I can make it through this hour of a workout, I can make it through an hour of stand up. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. It's so much energy. When I first started, nobody told me how tired I would be after two shows a night. So I was like, yeah. oh, I have to figure out something to like not be so fucking tired. Well, I also think it's just, you know, the like the the trap, like the the airplane, all of that stuff just mm -hmm. really takes it out of you. There's something about like, you know, I just like, like I said, I was just home for the weekend and I was you go through the airport and all that, but there's something about being in that environment around all those people, <laughs> even though you're not really doing much, that just takes it out. It takes out of me. I don't know about, mm -hmm. about you, but then you have to warm up, go on stage and give people the night of their lives. It's a lot to ask uh -huh. someone. <laughs> it is. And I stopped touring for a little bit because I was like working in L.A., but also I was like, well, something's got to give. 
I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> because the airport does take it out of me. They make you run like a half marathon if you have to connect your flight. Oh, my and God. And I'm like, that's not kind. We have to think about the fat people. Let's give them more time or a, like a car, some sort of car, some sort of vehicle. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you know, you land at JFK. If they put you at the wrong gate, it's like 3,500 oh steps at least to get to baggage claim. And I'm like, because uh-huh. I always pack too much. So I always got to check my shit. I got to walk the baggage claim. And <laughs> like, ah, oh, it's okay. I'll get my steps. But as I'm doing it, I'm the only person that's just stripped down to my bra and underwear walking because I'm having uh-huh. a hot flash. I'm like, because you're just uh. so hot. You're like, heaving and you're like (laughs) (laughs) i i it's i think it's terrible and i hate it and i never check anything but it's still a lot i once okay so i flew back from somewhere and then went to the la auto show and i got ten thousand steps and i was like do I have to do that every day? Fly somewhere and go to an auto show? How are people just getting 10,000 steps? And I think I've talked about it on this podcast before, but I just don't understand. Where's everybody walking to that they're getting 10,000 steps? Oh, my God. When I was living with uh, Jeff and Murray and I all lived together filming the show, and we had this mm-hmm. big backyard. Uh, we got this house that uh, we were calling the Ding Dong Dorm. And a big backyard, <laughs> and so my dog can run around. And every time I looked, Jeff would be outside just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, on the phone, just walking back and forth. He gets like 15,000 steps a day. Like, that's just part of the thing he does. I'm like, that is apps. When we're filming, when we're working, I'm going to throw me in the car, throw me in the hair and makeup <laughs> thing, and then, and then dump me on set, get me through the next 14 hours, and I'm going home. I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to walk anywhere. That's wild. If just it's like, like walking on the phone? Yeah, it's just like... Sit there. First of all, that is spending that much time connecting to other people is also something else I don't feel comfortable with. <laughs> I think, you know. Too much exercise, too much connecting. I'm not here oh, for yeah, that. He, he's too good of a person. That's, you know, like, I, I'm just like, I'll be laying here on the couch. I'm going to wait for you. And when you come back, I hope that you will be ready to have a cocktail. By the <laughs> Even though I try not oh, to drink I while I'm working. But, you know, sometimes you got to treat yourself here and there, you know. I also try not to, but after like a really hard day, I'm like, I'm having wine. Yeah. I'm having several <laughs> glasses of wine and it's going to be fine. What kind of wine are you like? Or what, what kind of wine do I you like? I like Sauvignon Blanc <gasps> and specifically this uh, brand called Joel Gott. I don't oh, yeah. know why I like it. You like Joel? I know. I mean, I know the, the vineyard. I mean, I hope that they send you uh, some wine from time to time, you know, for your support of the, of the brand. I love it. Joel Gott? Send me some wine. Rob Bauer Chardonnay. Don't think that you're getting by. I, I got to let the people know how glorious you are. Rob Bauer Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a buttery shard. Oh, yeah. This, though, this, is, this is like buttery, oaky, creamy delight. It is like a full Wait, mouth what's feel. what's it, it called? Rob Bauer Chardonnay. Ah, there we go. Bevmo has it in <laughs> stock. It's worth trying. It's you know, you, It goes anywhere from like... Thirty-seven to forty-three dollars, depending on the retailer. You know. <laughs> okay, people go. People have asked, "Is Rom Bauer Chardonnay buttery?" And Whoa. they say it certainly is, creamy, rounded, and rich. Oh my god! It's okay. like I read the, the, the scriptures myself. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> um, I have another question. Okay, yeah. so you watched a lot of HGTV during the pandemic. Yeah. What is your favorite show on HGTV? I was really into Home. Is that what it's called? Home. <laughs> With Aaron and, um, you know, they moved to their hometown. Oh, hometown. Hometown. Oh, geez. God, I don't even. I can't even. <laughs> yeah. Hometown. Home. I watched a lot of. I like Home. home. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck it's called. I'm like, that zoned out. Because I like sort of go between that and Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, which I'm like, I don't know where that came oh. from. But I, I really came to it's appreciate great. appreciate him during the pandemic. You know, he's like. You think about it, he's like going around all these different small towns and putting a shining a light on their small businesses. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good thing. Um and but yeah, hometown. I is it Ben and Aaron? Am I like making that up? But I think it's Ben and Aaron. But there's so, you know, they they're the back there what Laurel Laurel, um is that where they are? I've watched literally no less than a hundred episodes of that show, and I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they look, so Ben and Aaron moved to Aaron's hometown of Laurel, Mississippi. Yeah, okay, so I basically had it there. You got um, it. And um, yeah, they uh, they go home and they sort of flip these houses, and I'm like, they 
buy houses for like twenty seven thousand dollars. People mm-hmm. put in a hundred grand, and then you know they. I'm like, I want to do that, but I also don't really want to live in Mississippi because it's too hot. Mm-mm. Too there's, hot. There's some other problems, but I <laughs> <laughs> just a couple other you know problems that I'm not here for. Um, I watch a lot of HGTV, and then I think I can do things. Oh no! I painted a door in my house, but I ran out of paint. <laughs> and also didn't use the correct brush so like you can see all of the strokes that I did and it looks bad and then I like painted a yours. little bit of the wall it is mine <laughs> but boy is it bad so then I was like I gotta call someone to come actually fix this it's not good but that's what HGTV does to me it makes me feel empowered and oh, yeah. bold and then like I can do things Oh yeah, I thought like can't do things. I saw they had another one like where all these designers they they each get a house next to each other and oh, they rock the block, yeah, rock the block. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do that. So I, you know, I was I started fucking buying stuff for my apartment. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, but I have no like I never really read the size. I just mm-hmm. sort of look at it like, oh, I'm, <laughs> so, there's all kinds of problems. I was just out of my terrace i'm like all this none of this furniture makes sense but i looked at it online i'm like oh yeah this is gonna be great out there but i didn't measure it uh-huh. i didn't think about it nope. <laughs> i put up wallpaper and i did not measure the room some of the man was doing the wallpaper he was like do you have any more rolls and i was like what are you talking about he was like oh i need more rolls and i was like Oh, well, no. <laughs> then he was like, well, I guess I have to come back to finish. And I was like, but can't you just... Fi-? He was like, what don't you get? You didn't buy... Like, There's not enough wallpaper here. I'm like, okay, my bad. I don't measure anything either. I just buy things and then they don't fit. And then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. I had a... <laughs> my friend has this wallpaper line. His name is Nathan Turney. It's on Wall Shop. And it's like, you get this removable wallpaper. Uh-huh. So I'm going to rental anyway. I, I got up in my living room. And I have to tell you... I was like, there's, you know, there's no fucking way I'm going to try that myself. So uh, we did get somebody in here to to put it up professionally. But it is such a, I love having wallpaper. I mm-hmm. love looking at this wall every day. It, I go in that room. It cheers me up. It calms me down at night. It's like both a cheering and a calming element. So I don't know. I, I'm all about the wallpaper. I'm I'm back at wallpaper. I love it. I love wallpaper. And then I think it was like the early 2000s. Everyone was like, ew, wallpaper. Yeah. No. Because like the 80s and 90s is huge wallpaper, people. But <laughs> I'm like, I like it. I like having a design on my wall. It's fun. It's graphic. It makes it truly makes me happy. The wallpaper in my room also at night calms me down. I love wallpaper. I'll love it forever. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm just like thinking about HGTV and all those things. And I guess well, probably a lot of people... I mean, those people, like, some of those people have, like, seven shows on TV. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's like hometown. <laughs> hometown goes to the other hometown. Uh-huh. Hometown is now in the business district in that hometown. <laughs> hometown. Yeah, you're right. There's so many spinoffs. It's like hometown woodshop, hometown, mm-hmm. hometown fire, hometown PD. <laughs> Just like all the Chicago shows, those Dick Wolf Chicago shows. <laughs> there is a show that I'm currently obsessed with. So I love... House Hunter Renovations, but they stopped making that in, I think, 2021. <laughs> but that's fun because you get to watch people make bad choices. <gasps> I love There's that. There's one episode, season seven, episode two, where they put red subway tile in the kitchen with red grout. <gasps> and then the whole house was red and white. And when <gasps> they said ding dong to see the house, this man was wearing a fedora and he was <gasps> like, welcome. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got to look oh, that boy. up. All of the ugliest choices you could have made were made in that house. And they're in Burbank, California. So I was like, maybe I'll go visit them. (laughs) Um, And then this other show I love is called Restored. And it's hosted by this man named Brett Waterman. I think that's his name. He's like big, tall. He wears a cowboy hat. And he's just, he's really, he talks like this. And he's so excited about houses. Anyway, Bridget, (laughs) I've talked a lot about HGTV. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up, but I truly okay. could talk to you forever. Honestly, next time you're in LA, hit me up and I will play your wing woman because uh, I think that would be fun. We'll see what we find. But Bridget, do you have anything that you want? Oh, wait, I asked all my guests this. I almost forgot. Would you date me? Who else am I going to date? You're the one for me. <laughs> Perfect answer. I've never, I've never, you know, never had this much fun talking to somebody on a first date. So I feel like, you know, we'll just... We can retire at night to our own separate bedrooms, look at our wallpaper, 
all of our search words and, you know, we'll all see you in the morning. First thing. Honestly, that does sound really nice. Bridget, what would you like to promote? Oh, well, season two of my show, season one or two, somebody somewhere. And then uh, keep your eyes peeled because my band and I are going to be dropping an album sometime soon. Bridget Evan, Tender Moments. Ooh, and it's, that's uh, exciting. It's a lot of feel-good songs. And are you touring at all or doing any live shows? Uh, I'm just I just pub here and there in New York. So if you're in New York, keep your eyes peeled. But um, other than that, um, just watch the show. And if you got anybody with a post-athletic build <laughs> and, a, <laughs> and a substantial um, working uh, member. <laughs> substantial working likes member. Big tits, money notes, and somebody with a steady, <laughs> steady job. Give me a call. <laughs> I guys do it. People <laughs> do it. Get in Bridget's DMs yes. and find her someone. Yes. Okay. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, give me five stars on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever. And if you write me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it. You can send that to Why Won't You Date Me Podcast at gmail.com. Mars, my producer, reads it. Don't say anything nasty, 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 or show your dick. Actually, you can say nasty things. I don't really care. Um, but just remember, I'm going to read it on the podcast. This person said, if we were at a bar together, I'd get the DJ to play throwback hip hop just so you could throw it back. Once we have the attention of the entire bar on your fat ass, <laughs> I'll shake my ass underneath yours and create a dual jello effect until we have our pick of men. After we single out four of the cutest guys, we'll head back to the hotel room with them and have the greatest sex sum of our lives, complete with you teaching me how to slam my ass into their dicks in doggy style. <laughs> we have a winner. We have a winner. That one's funny. Thank you. Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solo-Taroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> this has been a Team Coco production. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.